The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice. This is a search podcast. My name's Ben Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about Google's new SERP features. Joining us is Jordan Cooney, who is the co-founder and CEO of Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses scale their organic search traffic. And Jordan is also an advisor to search metrics. And today, Jordan and I are going to talk about what he's learned about Google's new SERP features. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the co-founder and CEO of Previsible. Jordan, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben, how you doing? I'm recovering from the Super Bowl, Jordan. Oh, yeah? I think everybody hopefully listened to our episode with uh, predictions. If anybody didn't hear, the neither the Niners nor the Packers won the Super Bowl. And it was frustrating for me. How are you? I'm as frustrated as you are because I didn't have a horse in the race, but I'm not recovering from the Super Bowl. I'm recovering from the plethora of really bad ads that were on the Super Bowl. So oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> there was QR codes and anyway, marketing and advertising apparently are very complex and mostly because it's a changing landscape. We're seeing new ads being placed. People are paying more for Super Bowl ads and we're also seeing changes with the biggest search company in the world. What's Google doing that's new these days? Yeah, I mean, a couple of things that are changing in the last month or so that we've seen unfold. One of them is Google changing the SERP landscape around local listing, local ranking factors, and essentially showcasing uh, local listings in a new way. In addition, we're seeing more and more personalization. So recently, we've, we've seen some personalization around users who are logged in to YouTube and having a carousel 
in a few other scenarios where Google is showcasing highly relevant content based on what your preferences and your own personal uh, settings are and, and being more explicit about it. And then lastly, we're seeing a change in just the way that they're dealing with organic results. There was a couple of posts and mentions of Google using bullet points to describe uh, particular results, as well as other elements in the SERP, which is kind of interesting and a new way of describing what an organic listing is. So Jordan, talk to me a little bit about the local listings. You know, Why do you think Google is playing with local listings now? And what were specifically some of the changes they made? Yeah, so some of the changes that they, they've been testing, I wouldn't necessarily quite say right out the gate that they've, they're implementing these changes. But when it comes to local businesses, they're becoming a lot more descriptive based on some of the reviews. So what we're seeing are like emojis or icons or different elements that are describing local businesses. We're also seeing that they're being more prescriptive about the map and how much the map controls real estate in desktop, uh, which is candidly probably a good change. And lastly, they're also looking at how the organic results can get more of a footprint a few months ago, they introduced some of these pills where you can refine your results. But even when you refine your results, in some instances, when you're looking up local results, you're actually staying in an organic result set. You're not being pushed into the map, which I think is a really good benefit for organic results versus going into a map experience where you can no longer click on a website. So is this mostly a UX change? Google's redesigning some of the page to make the maps a little bigger and provide the right content for you? Or is this a difference in how Google's actually ranking and figuring out what information to show? Yeah, I think it's more about Google really trying to change the local experience. And it's about Google trying to test if there's new experiences that are better for users that are not as controlled by Google assets, maps, local listings, the local pack, excuse me. And so that's really, I think, the major change or benefit. So let's change gears a little bit and talk about some of the personalization Google's adjusting how we visualize local and figuring out what are the right properties to show. They're also creating customized experiences. What are some of the aspects of the SERP that Google is focusing more on personalization? So some of the aspects that Google is changing in terms of personalization is leveraging carousels for signed-in experiences. So let's take, for example, I might be searching for videos or a video experience And Google now shows me a whole carousel of YouTube videos because they know that I'm signed into YouTube. Another feature that we're seeing often is Google showcasing service aggregators. So let's say you're you're an avid user of Booking.com and you look for different travel options. Google's going to show you different specific options within the the hotel finder or the travel finder that is relevant to booking.com. So Google is taking another aggressive step forward in the control of big brands and their ability to connect with consumers who utilize their experiences and are signed into their browser-based experiences and showcasing results based off of that. Two things pop into my head when you're talking about Google and these customized experiences related to big brands. One is I feel like Google is potentially going to get themselves in some hot water. By personalizing the experience, this means that 
They're showing how they understand what your web behavior is. All right, now we're personalizing. We're using data. This is a hot topic these days, Google's usage and capture of data. And two, Google signed all these agreements with e-commerce players, the Shopify's of the world. They're ingesting all these feeds. So they have a better understanding of what's happening, not only in Google search, but potentially in e-commerce platforms. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. How do all these things blend together? Is Google using their data in an appropriate way? Are they going to get in trouble? And are they ingesting third-party data to basically figure out what to customize and offer each individual person? Well, there's a couple questions there to unpack. The first one, is Google going to get in trouble for this? I think the answer is no. The reality is that In many of these instances, Google is being very prescriptive about when and how and why they're showing these these types of uh, changes. A lot of this is also an evolution of what's happening to the SERP. The SERP is less and less about 10 blue links that show up on the page and more and more about various customized experiences that are going to be displayed for a user depending on what and how they behave on the internet. And this is not all that uncommon. I mean, this happens across all types of big websites. So to answer your first question, no, I don't don't think Google's going to get in trouble. The second component of this, what is Google trying to do? They have a much deeper level of access now because of partnerships with companies like Shopify and because of acquisitions that they've made over time. But ultimately, what I think Google's trying to do is define ways in which to keep Google users most satisfied and engaged. One of my favorite examples is videos for cats. Interesting search term, right? You're probably a cat owner if you're doing a search for videos for cats. But videos for cats now gives you a clear video at the top that you can start to stream and watch. They give you a variety of supplemental questions. They also give you this new pill experience where you have a variety of uh, suggested searches. And this is really powerful because inside of there, they have things like video for cats, fish, mice videos for cats. Like They basically are telling you like, what specific video do you want so that I can make sure that your cat's happy watching these videos? 
my favorite is videos of cats working where you get the cat on the keyboard and it's tap, tap, tapping away. I send that to one to my wife all of the time. There you go. A gift, not a video. Right. Anyway, go on. Right, right. Exactly. So like the whole SERP here has evolved greatly. And I hate to say it, if you rank number one for videos for cat, you're never getting a click because there are so many choices for you before the first ranking result that the click-through rate on that is going to be awful. Poorcatvideos.com, probably taking a hit this week. <laughs> Jordan, you mentioned a third change that Google was making. Remind me what the third change was. Yeah, so the, the third change was different ways in which they're displaying organic results. Notably, they started testing a bullet points for the meta description, which is kind of a, a unique way of describing something. But I think actually is, is long overdue. In some cases, certain search results, it makes more sense to display a description of what is on the page with bullet points than it does in a, in a sentence a structure. I'm still going over the videos for cats page and it just occurred to me, <laughs> Jordan, why were you looking for videos for cats? How did you find this search result? What are you doing? Don't you have a job? This is my job. It's to find these really unique... <laughs> this is what SEO... I, look, I'm a podcast host. This is not my job. This is what SEOs do. This is what we're paying for. This is correct. Yeah. Like this you're is. an expensive one too. <laughs> right. You're right, looking right, for cat right. videos. This looking is... for cat videos. That's right. That's right. You know, you got to find the best out there. <laughs> Congratulations. This is actually a wonderful page, by the way. I'm really entertained by all the videos for cats, not videos of cats. You mentioned bullet points when it comes to some of the changes. So not only are we serving up giant YouTube videos, followed by people also asked, followed by another YouTube videos, and then top stories, and then an image carousel, and then a YouTube link to videos for cats. Now there's other ways that Google can continue to push the content down the page. So was this just another way for Google to take up more content with their in-house experience? The reality is that this encourages better structure around content on your pages. And it really enables us as SEOs to rethink what content we're putting in the descriptions and the meta descriptions and also what is being featured on the pages. I'll give you a great example. In mobile, if you search for books, another great search term that I think you're going to love, Ben, books to read. If you look up books to read in mobile, what you're actually going to see is that this, the search results show you lists they actually show you lists of different genres or of different actual book titles in the organic search results. And again, this is a great way of describing the meta description. And some people would argue this is a great way for Google to reduce the number of clicks to the ranking results because essentially Google is displaying the answer or giving more clarity to the user in the SERP. Now, again, I think that that's a, the conclusion I went to there, I think is far-fetched and is not exactly what Google's intention is here. But what we're ultimately seeing, and as SEOs, what we should be thinking about is how we leverage really critical descriptions of a page and the content on our pages to be featured so that Google can use them in the SERP. The idea here is that as Google creates more of these visualizations of content that they find and think is relevant, you need to adjust the content on your page to show up in the zero-click experience. But then we get into the whole topic of, well, what's the point of getting to the top of the list if no one's going to click and they're just reading all the content? Now we're just giving Google a great reason to show people our content without actually getting any value. So, you know, do these experiences actually help SEOs or hurt them? 
Uh, that's that's an amazing question, Ben. And honestly, it's a very difficult one to answer. There isn't a clear silver bullet answer to that. I mean, if I look at the books to read example I gave earlier, I'm hard pressed as a book writer or a blogger or a publisher of, of different books. I'm hard pressed to really want to leverage this. But I, I also firmly believe that there's a reason why Google is showing these sites in those top positions. And it's not like when you go to position 45 in the SERP, in the SERP results that Google's actually displaying these kinds of experiences. They're not. And so there's a trade-off there that we all have to be aware of. Ultimately, I will say this, the one optimistic and true benefit of all of this is increased exposure. You're getting more brand exposure, more overall real estate to your website when these experiences are being displayed. All right, Jordan, last question. Informal poll of SEOs, because obviously they're looking for cat videos and reading books. Which of these books have you read? Give me a yes or no. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. 1984. Yes. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. No. Pride and Prejudice. Yes. He read Pride and Prejudice? The Book Thief. (laughs) No. Diary of a Young Girl. Don't answer that one. The Great Gatsby. Yes. (laughs) The Fault of Our Stars. No. So Jordan, these are the books that Google is showing as books to read or to read books, which are being fed to us by goodreads.com. And you know what that tells us? You need to focus more on SEO and less on reading books and going to cat videos. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring you back tomorrow for our next episode. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Jordan Cooney, co-founder and CEO of Previsible and advisor to Search Metrics. Join us again tomorrow when Jordan and I continue our conversation and talk about some of the recent acquisitions in the SEO space. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter. His Twitter handle is JT Cooney, that's J-T-K-O-E-N-E, or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io, which is P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of 
of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.